And welcome to BSD Talk number 116. It's Wednesday, June 6, 2007. I was recently interviewed on a new podcast about Linux, BSD, and open source software. You can find it at alanstafford.com slash podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. All right, now on to the interview. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Rick Macklem. Welcome to the show. I just wanted to talk to you today because I ran into you at BSD Can in Ottawa, Canada, and you had a table set up with some demonstrations of NFS version 4. So I thought maybe you could introduce yourself a little bit and then tell us about your presentation or your display. Yeah, I came up to BSD Can. I've been working on BSD uh, NFS for a long time. It's kind of an aside uh, hobby. I'm really a sysadmin by trade. And I figured people might be interested in seeing that it existed, so I brought a Mac OS X system running the client, an OpenBSD 4 system running client and server, and a FreeBSD system running the server. And these were NFS version 4 servers on everything? Yes, essentially. Um, the Mac OS X is client-side only at the moment. The server port isn't completed, but the others are NFS v4 servers. They also support v2 and v3 because they all use the same port number, and parts of the protocol are still common. Now, were you demonstrating native capabilities, or was this software that you wrote? Uh, No, this was all software. Well, okay, the demonstration was software I've written and is currently up on the anonymous FTP site. I suppose it'd be considered beta test to maybe late beta test at this point. And when you say it's available, you mean the source code? Yeah. And where is that anonymous FTP site? ftp.cis.uoguelph.ca slash pub slash nfsv4. And why is it important to bring nfsv4 to the BSDs? Well, I think nfsv4 will eventually offer some, some features people will find attractive, although it's taking a long time for the implementations to get out there and complete enough to see it. Some sites will be interested in the Kerberos security, although that's also available because it's RPC layer for NFS v3 once you have it. ACLs are interesting to some people, not to others. And there's a feature called delegations that will offer a lot of performance improvement, I believe at least, uh, when it's properly implemented within the clients. The current client implementations haven't really gotten there yet. So at this point, it's roughly performance neutral with NFS v3, give or take a bit. And what kind of infrastructure do you need to have set up in order to run NFS v4? Is there certain authentication mechanisms that you need? Well, you don't have to use them. The way the RFC is worded, support for Kerberos is required to be an RFC-compliant implementation, but you aren't required to use Kerberos. So uh, an environment that doesn't run Kerberos can still run it. So essentially, pretty well the same environment that runs NFS v3 can run NFS v4. The one significant difference is that it's now a uniform user namespace instead of a uniform user ID and group ID space. And what about file system ACLs? Are those required? 
Uh, no, no. There, as far as the NFS protocol goes, for, even for V4, all it really does is provide the ability to do a remote set fackle or get fackle. But if the server isn't supporting ACLs or the file, local file system on the server isn't supporting ACLs, then it's not visible to the protocol. It doesn't really care. It always assumes that the NFS server will enforce ACLs as required within the local file system. And are there any improvements to caching and file locking? One of the main features I guess I forgot to mention at the beginning was that uh, byte range locking is definitely an integral part of the protocol now. NFS version 4 is a stateful protocol, which means the server does keep track of state of what clients have what files open and keeps track of byte range locking. So that one definitely falls out in the wash. And there is pretty good recovery as a part of the NFS v4 protocol for the state. As far as performance, if the delegations are implemented properly and the client are using, used in interesting ways, I think that will offer significant performance improvements, but we're not there yet. And which operating systems outside the ones that you work on currently support NFS v4? Uh, Solaris 10 ships with client and server. AIX 5.4 or later, I believe, ships with it. Linux has client and server uh, still somewhat experimental implementations. And several of the server-only vendors, such as Network Appliance and EMC, I believe, ship it as well. And a company called Hummingbird ships client and server for Windows. Have there been interoperability testing sessions for these different clients and servers? Uh, yes, uh, about once or twice a year they have what they call a bakeathon, usually in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the University of Michigan. And I've been to several of those. I've also been able to attend one Connectathon in California, although they're rather expensive, so I probably won't get to them very often. What features does NFS support that other network file systems don't support, or what are its strengths and weaknesses? I'm not sure that I can name specific features it supports that others don't support. I think its strength is probably interoperability and uh, a standard IETF protocol. For example, SMB SIFS is purely a Microsoft protocol, and implementations outside of Microsoft have to somehow try and keep up with whatever Microsoft does or changes. And AFS has been, in my opinion, struggling recently simply because there hasn't been strong support for it, although there is an open source implementation, at least one out there. And there's no really good definition of the protocol. It's kind of inside the code. And one of the issues that I've had working with NFS is that it works well as a server-to-server -server protocol, but I haven't trusted its security for a end-user controlled workstation-to-server setup. Does NFS version 4 address some of those security issues? Yes. The RPC sec GSS is called, which um, in turn uses Kerberos at the moment, uh, does address those issues. Essentially, when you enable that, the client or the client user has to have a valid Kerberos ticket they've authenticated against the Kerberos KDC. And then depending on how you do the mount, it will either perform integrity checking on all the RPCs, in other words, a, a checksum that's encrypted, or they'll actually encrypt everything on the wire. So it, it gives pretty good trust. It's not host-based, it's individual user-based, and there's always some debate as to which is better, but that's the way they chose to go. And at this point, are you working primarily on features, or have you been doing some throughput testing on your current work? At the moment, 
for about the last year, I've just worked on um, porting and portability and bug fixes. So I'm I'm trying to get it close to production quality code now. And it is running in production mode on, in my environment. The server runs as a production server here, and I have the client running in 25i Max in a student lab. Could you describe some of your early work with the original NFS implementations in BSD? Oh, sure. Um, basically, it started way back in the mid-'80s. Uh, we had VAX 11780s that had to be replaced by MicroVAX 2s, if you're familiar with that hardware. Unfortunately, I threw my last MicroVax 2 in the trash recently. And when we did it, because of various quirks in licensing, it wasn't practical to use DEX Ultrix system. So we used BSD from sources. In those days, not open sources, often AT&T license agreement. And essentially, we needed NFS for it. So first, I ended up porting BSD to the MicroVax 2 because at that time, CSRG hadn't ported to the, uh, that particular machine, and I gave that to CSRG. And then I did the NFS implementation because we needed it and because Berkeley at the time, the CSRG, was interested in it. And it eventually made its way out through the various releases, ending up with 4.4 Light Release 2, I believe it was called, was the one that was unencumbered. And you continue to work with the BSDs to this day. Is that primarily due to familiarity or are there features of the BSD operating systems that you really enjoy? Well, certainly I'm familiar with the BSD kernel, and I'm I'm happy working there. I, I have no interest in working in other kernels. Essentially, there was a big lull, partially because once the V3 protocol was implemented, there really wasn't a lot to do um, for several years until V4 came up, and it was very different. And I do still have some production use for it here, such as the Mac OS X systems, which are essentially BSD plus Mach. And the servers that I run for NFS have always run BSD. So I have an in-house need as well. How important is the BSD license to you? I'm not sure what you mean by the BSD license. Oh, or are you talking about the copyright notice? Uh, yeah. I, I, um, the fact that it's not GPL'd? Yeah, or you know, that using free and open source software. Yeah, uh, certainly around here, I mean... Because I guess the term open source is much newer, and I admit sometimes I'm not sure I understand what that means. But certainly sources have always been useful in the environment I run here. In the olden days, we had to license them, but at least the license didn't cost a lot of money. You just had to be careful. You didn't give them away to anybody else. Over the years, I've been approached by people who would like me to put a GNU copy left on my code. But I, I feel that the BSD copyright is, is a very reasonable way to go. It just says basically use my code and have fun with it and do with it as you please. I, I don't really see any advantage to the copy left, but I know that's a, that's a religious issue and everybody has their own opinion. And are you working on other projects besides NFS? Not really, other than my day-to-day -day work on uh, sysadmin stuff, which really has very little to do with programming. Uh, in the past, at one point, I helped a guy out in Sweden who was doing a port to the VAX of NetBSD, and I ported it to the MicroVAX, too, because I knew the architecture and had, a hard, had the hardware still sitting here, and a few little things like that. But no, mostly when it comes to open source, uh, NFS is more than enough to keep me busy. What's in the future for NFS? What's in the future? Well, uh, they, they're already cranking out another major revision. They call it a minor revision, but it doesn't really look that way, called NFS version 4.1. To give you a clue, the draft, which is incomplete, is almost 500 pages. It includes a couple of major new features. Uh, one is 
something called Sessions, which is essentially an all-encompassing RPC transport layer. And it also, in many ways, helps handle uh, state. So it isn't just RPC transport. And then there's a thing called PNFS, which essentially allows data servers to be separate from metadata servers and offer a parallelized version for, they hope, high-performance computing clusters and things like that. Essentially, it's intended to be an open ITF protocol that standardizes what various vendors like Panassas have been doing with proprietary uh, technology. Are there any other topics that you want to talk about today? Oh, I can't think of anything. Hopefully, people find it interesting. I do. That's what matters. So, uh, (laughs) All right. Well, then, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good day. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Also, once again, I'd like to thank OpenBSD for the use of the opening music. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 116.